the Rundown with Ramon. I'm Ramon Ray. You can get to know me better at RamonRay.com. And here I'm interviewing my friend and expert, D. Bowden, who's going to talk to us all about revenue, cash, and more. And D can say that much, much better than I can. But D, how are you today? What's going on in your world? Hey, well, first of all, Ramon, thank you so very much. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. We've had, we've had, it's taken us a few times to get us together, but today we're here. So first of all, thank you so much. I'm excited to have this conversation about uh, cash flow, revenue recovery, and how, how did I get into this fabulous uh, line of work? And I know everybody's like, what? Who does this? <laughs> that is true. I would wonder myself. And what is revenue recovery? I'm just curious right at the top, before we get into who you are, what is revenue recovery? It's a term that maybe many aren't so familiar with. What does that mean and why is it important? Sure. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fancy corporate term. What it basically means, revenue recovery is collecting your unpaid invoices. Okay. That's what it is. It for example, basically for, for, for example, let's say you have a, a, a contract with a, a company and the payment terms are say net 30 or net 60 or net 90. And let's say you've submitted your work, you've invoiced them and then you, the payments haven't come in. I'm the, if, if you, if you're dealing with an accounts payable person, the person who, who processes the invoices and all of a sudden you're like, I've submitted my things and I haven't gotten paid. Usually when, when, it, when they pass the payment date, you're like, I need to get on the phone and start asking the questions. I termed it revenue recovery because I have done it. I've done. I've recovered. I have recovered millions of dollars for government agencies, corporations, IT companies, software companies, and so I'm coming from a corporate background. That's been the that's been the fancy term. But on layman's terms, revenue recovery equals collecting the cash. It equals collecting unpaid invoices. So for small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and corporations. Got it. And what what pain do they have when they realize they need? a revenue recovery specialist like yourself? And is this like a niched item? Help me understand the pain point where they're like, you know what, we need to find a D Bowden. How does that work? Well, it works like this. So let's say, okay, a perfect example. So you, uh, in your business, you speak for corporations. And let's say um, you have five, five, five clients who haven't paid you for speaking. And at some point you might say, I have submitted the invoices. I've done. The, I've delivered the speech. I've done the workshop. I've done the training, and my invoice is caught up in some system. So eventually, after you continue to do the follow-ups, asking the questions, you know, was anything missing? Was anything wrong? And they go, oh, no, 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 it's just fine. But basically, when you come to someone like me, it's basically after say net 30, because most people are familiar with the business term net 30. You usually you know, submit your invoice and it's due in 30 days. You would come to me if after 30 days your invoices haven't been paid, and you're just not comfortable going back to your client saying what happened to my invoice and you know how do i how do i get paid god and is net 32 soon d or is that relative meaning should you give people net 90 like if we're cool i know them or is that like nope be business be gangster net 31 call d <laughs> well no it actually it depends I'll, I'll say this it depends on your contract because now there are some people who do who do business payment terms are net 30 so basically net 30 that's 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 for the contract it could be net 60 it could be net 90 my specialty and my expertise has come from dealing with companies that have said, so, okay, so I guess I'll get into the backstory. So Please. how I got here was that I got, hired, I got hired by a small IT company outside of Boston, where Mersey from. When I got hired, they said, we have a collections team, an AR team, and they said, we have $8 million in outstanding receivables that have been sitting for over 90 days. My expertise is collecting lots of money for lots of old money. And so I basically went to work and collected $6 million in 60 days. And then the unthinkable happened. The CEO of the company says, listen, let's have a chat. We come downstairs. I'm thinking that because of the collections team, we're going to get a bonus. Just like in sales, they get commissions. Nope. 
It says, thank you so very much for all your work across all the team, across all the divisions. We made an executive decision. We're closing the company today, and they let 100 people go, including myself. And so how I got here doing revenue recovery, collecting outstanding invoices, is because of me working for a company that mismanages AR, and my focus is now to talk about why it's so important to do sales and AR. I say it this way, collect the cash. The sale is not complete until the money's in the bank, but you must collect it first. I think what happens in small businesses and business in general is that sales is the thing that's celebrated because, of course, obviously without sales, you don't have any revenue, you don't have any, you don't have any payments, you don't have any mm -hmm. cash flow, but sales and AR go together. And when, you, when businesses start to look at it as a complete cycle, that there's a sale, there's contracts, there's invoicing, there's payments, and there's, and there's notes. And then basically when you see that and whenever one of those things breaks down, you got to have a way to figure out where's the disconnect. Wow. 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 And how, what was the journey of you becoming a business owner from employee to uh, business owner or, you know, from having it be your own business doing this from that stage? Was that difficult for you? Easy? You just flip a switch and say, hey, my shingles up and people flock to you. Or did you have to do some regular business stuff over the, for, for first? Oh, no. Well, I'm actually I'm actually I'm a dualpreneur, which means sure. I don't have a career and I'm building this on a part time business, part time basis. So my to flip the switch, if you will, I basically went back to school. I you know, I have been I've been I've been a contract administrator for over 10 years. And so after what happened to me and I've recovered, I'm sure like you and anybody else who's listening, somebody usually usually things happen like this. There's usually something in life that jars you and you it, it usually makes you make a shift. And for me, I, I watched this company go out of business. And then you fast forward to COVID and you're watching like the Charmin Charlies and the Kmarts and, and other stores go out of business. I'm watching all of these small businesses go out of business. And for me personally, when I saw Broadway shut down, what first thing that clicked in my mind was, wow, all those theater houses are all businesses that have contracts with vendors. All those vendors had sales projections they were expecting to sell all their things and all that money they were expecting to make was not going to be made. And so I started thinking about, okay, who talks about this? And I realized nobody does because nobody likes to talk about collecting money because basically when people hear about collecting money, they think a collection agency, and I'm not, for the record, I'm not a collection agency. Yeah, I think of a boot on a car. That's what I think, a boot on a car. Yeah, exactly. Or bounty hunter. Yes, exactly. Or people think about collections in this regard. You know, you have an outstanding medical bill, an outstanding cable bill, an outstanding phone bill, or a boot on a car. And so when people hear collections, they think somebody that's aggressive and harsh and they're just dialing for dollars. That's not me. If you've ever worked in corporate, there's something called a director of finance, then there's a comptroller, then there's accounts receivable, which is the people that collect the money, which is what I do, and then there's then there's that. And so how I, you answered your question, you said, how did I flip the switch? I decided to go back to school and actually learn the process of becoming a business owner. So I went to Steve Harvey's Act Like a Business, I'm sorry, Act Like a Success School of Business Acceleration. So I put myself in a, in a business program for a year. I also have a master's in management and general business. So I've been working on educating myself for years to do this and I finally was like, okay, if I wanna leave a legacy, which is what this is really all about, how can I do that? So one of the ways to do this is one was create a business, two was write a book, and then three was starting to get on podcasts like yours and others and start to tell my story and talk about why this matters. Because this is the part of business that a lot of people kind of go, it's the back office, it's not super sexy, nobody really wants to talk about it, but when, you, when you're owed money in your business and you're like, man, I, I've got all these invoices and I haven't been paid, the, the wheels start turning and what happens is a lot of people stress. And what I want to do is change the conversation that I want you to look at it for sales, contracts, invoicing, and payments. It's those four things that go together. And when you can see that when all four things happen simultaneously, you have the sale, you have the contract, you have the deliverable, excuse me, then you have the invoice and then you get paid. That's how you know you have a co cohesive business. And when one of those is missing, which is my lane, when it's not, you're not getting your payments, 
I want people to have the conversation and say, okay, if I don't, if I'm not getting paid, what do I need to do? What's the language do I need to have? How do I do this? And if I don't like doing this, then there's someone like D who can come in and teach my team how to do this more effectively. And so what would you say, again, we won't be able to work with you in the long term, but in the short term, like one, one or two tidbits, what's going wrong here? Meaning, I don't even know how to ask this, but I'm starting my business. People aren't paying under a year one. Is that probably my fault or is that the client's fault? Or I'm in business 10 years and I'm realizing, and you tell me a percentage, 3%, 10%, whatever number of our accounts receivable are not being paid. What's besides you, Dean, you helping to solve it? What's happening to cause this even? Something went wrong, I'm guessing, or maybe that's just a market demand. I don't know. No, it's so. So what? Well, first of all, great question, Ramon. So what? What? What went wrong is this: when you're when you're in business, most people do this. They get the sale, and they're they're excited. They land the contract. They do, they do the deliverable. Then they go, oh crap! I have to I have to invoice my client. So they're they're not taught that you do the sale, the contract, and you do invoicing. And then they're not they don't track everything. Now on the sales side, people track things track things all the time because you track how many prospects you have, how many calls you've made. And when, how close you are to closing the deal. What doesn't happen on the back end is that you don't you don't track how many invoices are owed to you and how much money is owed to you. And so then, like, when am I going to start making calls? So, in order to change this, there has to be a conversation around. Okay, how do I see this differently? So, what happens when if you're a new business? If you if you're a new business, one of the first things you need, what needs to happen is this: you need to have a tracking system, which is basically the name of your con name of your vendor or your contractor your contract number, how much is it for, what do they buy from you, whether it's sneakers or professional services, when do you, when do you invoice them, when do you bill them for the, for the product or the service, and then when do you get paid. I think what's missing is that that, that part of the conversation isn't had because most people don't, don't track things because you and I both know what gets tracked gets measured. And if you don't track it, then you can't measure it. But why do I have to track it, D? Because in QuickBooks or Xero or, or, or Zoho or NetSuite, I sent the invoice to D. You know, seventy-five thousand dollars for one thousand widgets. What's that a track? Right. Well, here's the thing. You, the, here, what, what's that a track? There's a track in number one. Number one, did you prepare the proper invoice? Number two, did you send it to the right person? Number three, when is it supposed to get paid? Even if you submitted it through QuickBooks or Zoho or any other system, even QuickBooks tracks how many invoices you submit per day, per week, and per month. Same thing. Same concept. The point is, is that. When people understand that they need to track their their sales and their payments, I think that'll that'll that will change the conversation because right now, a lot of things are this. Um, if you are a small business and you basically do um, cash on demand, so basically you 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 bill somebody for something, they pay you on demand. You don't need my services. It's, when you come to me, you're saying, D, I'm I have ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or millions of dollars in, in invoices, and my payment terms are either net thirty, net sixty, or net ninety. And I have not been able to crack the code to figure out how to get my payments. Mm. I don't feel comfortable talking to my client. Can you train me on how to how to have these conversations? One, I don't ruin the relationship. But number two, I need to improve my cash flow because I have people. I've got payroll to meet. I have things to do. And um, my cash flow is tied up in these unpaid invoices. That's why we're having a conversation about this. And that's how we're hoping to change it, too. I love it. So it, it's essence, I know you said conversation many times. You don't have like a baseball bat in your arsenal. It's not that kind of conversation, right? <laughs> No, sir, it's not. Absolutely not. Because here's the thing. You and I both, for, for example, how yes. you and I got here was based on what? Relationship. Right. You and I would not be having this conversation if, if, we, if we had not built a relationship. Like I, we've had, a, we've had mm -hmm. relationships and conversations for almost over a year for yeah. us to finally get here today. Same thing with, with business. Everybody knows in business that business starts with a conversation. 
it's the first it's the first key the first key is conversation then you then you go into your sales process all the things and i personally happen to believe that in order to collect unpaid invoices there has to be a conversation you have to i say it this way i try to go i say it this way what had happened was is it's kind of like my tag my tag phrase most people know me by that because basically when your invoices haven't been paid there's a story behind what happened and i'm i'm in in the problem solving business so i want to i want to re-engineer what happened so for basically so for example the invoice was not submitted properly okay lesson number one the phone call needs to be made to accounts payable that within inside corporate to find out what happened to the invoice what was missing how to be course corrected number two you thank the person for taking your phone call because here's the key that person who, who helps you solve your problem deserves to be thanked because here's the thing, without asking the right question, you would not know that you need that there was a mistake made and that your payments are being held up. I've watched you, I've watched you in the airport. You talk about constantly about smiling, being nice, saying thank you. Those are some of my keys. My four keys to collect the cash are problem solving, which is answering the question of what had happened was. Number two is providing excellent customer service. I believe that just at, just at, just because you close the sale, that, that the sale doesn't end there. The sale ends after all the things that are taken care of with that customer are satisfied. Number three, my secret sauce is gratitude. It's an it's mm. an intangible, but it's an important thing. Most of us know business businesses that they do this. They have on their invoice, thank you for your business, because they know you have a choice where you spend your money. So I believe in saying thank you to the people who pay my invoice, and more importantly, people who help me solve my problem. And then there's relationship building. How mm. I've been able to collect the millions of dollars that I've done is I've had to do this. We've had to get on a Zoom or get on Teams or whatever the system is and talk it through. Sometimes it's, there, there have been mistakes, data entry mistakes made on our end or mistakes are made on their end. But when I, when I work through the problem with that other person and we get it to resolution, I have made a point to go back and tell them thank you because I realize sometimes you're in the weeds of things and most people don't like weeds. They just don't. But that's how we get. That's how problems get solved. Most things, most things cannot be solved in 144 characters. Sometimes you have to go get into the weeds, and when you pull back the weeds, you do the course correction, then you set up, set up, set up yourself for success, and then go forward. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm writing a note about that 144 characters. That was a great quote. Um, curious here, D. It seems like most of the problems, and you tell me, I'm just making a guess when I'm hearing you say, is that it's not a nefarious, evil person hiding behind a rock. It's somebody who's unconnected to the money. Jenny doesn't even know who you are, nor care. Typo, digit, something went off, wrong fax number. It yeah. seems like I see your nod. Most of those things are that simple. Is that fair to say? Oh, it's absolutely fair to say, and that's and that's part of it. And it's so funny because I because I've dealt in in, in the government space for a, lo a long time. I can't tell you the number of data entry errors that have held up millions of dollars because somebody was was fat fingering something. They made a mistake, and unfortunately, because people don't do a lot of quality. Well, I'm sorry, because people don't do a lot of quality control. You don't know that, that going back and fixing that one error on the front end will save you tons of time mm. on the back end. And I think we've gotten away from that because you know everything is so quick. Where you're like, you know, we just we upload things quickly, we send things quickly, and then if something goes wrong, nobody wants to take responsibility. It's like, oh, it's your fault. No, it's actually mine, because it's like, if you had just done five extra seconds to review your data, you would have known, oh my gosh, I forgot something. And it's, I'm just of the, of the mindset that fix it on the front end before it becomes a nightmare on the back end. I love it, I love it. And now what about the nefarious side? Tell us a story where you called somebody and they said, well, let me tell you, Miss Bowden, you ain't getting your money, never. Tell us that story, what, how, what, what happens then? What's that scenario, even though it's in the minority, what's that scenario like? Or either that scenario, they're evil, as it were, play with me here, and or, sorry, we owe you 10,000, we can't pay it because we have to pay our payroll. That's just it, get in the back of the line. Answer those two, what, what's that scenario like? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I have not. I, I have not had the. I have not had the story of somebody not paying. What I have had though, and I and I talk about this and teach this is that number one, as a small business owner, sometimes you have to do what's called partial payments. We, you know, we, if you grew up old school doing layaway, it was really easy. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give you a story. Basically, I talk about I talk about this. If you have a relationship with your client, and let's say they owe you ten thousand dollars, yes, obviously the contract was for ten thousand dollars. You expect the ten thousand dollars. They do that. There are times when you have to do what's called partial payments, and you can actually call your client and say, "Listen, I, they're you're trying to collect the money, and they may tell you, listen, I don't have it all.' Okay, that's the first thing. Number two, how can we can we can we modify this this contract so that you're you're going to do this? We're going to document it and say, okay, you owed me ten thousand, you don't have it, and you may ask them, we can I will you accept? They may ask you, will you accept a partial payment? I teach this all the time. Some money is better than no money, and I don't want you to lose your relationship. So yes, you do the partial payment, and you get that money, but you document it so that they both agree that okay, we owe this, we don't have it, we're gonna pay this, and then you're gonna document when they're gonna make the following payments, so that you don't ruin ruin the relationship. I think what happens, unfortunately, with with, with small and medium-sized businesses is that they're afraid to make make the adjustments or make the request to say we're gonna change this. But here's the thing. I don't want you to lose your money. I don't want you to go out of business. I don't want you to lose. I'm sorry. I don't want you to lose your relationship. I want you to figure out. Okay, how can we go from what had happened was to how do we win? If the mm-hmm. win is you take a partial payment today and then you schedule it for the you know another payment comes in in two weeks, another payment comes in in two weeks. I would rather you do that and document it and, and confirm it via email so that both parties are aware of it. Then you just go no, I'm not I'm, because you don't have all my money. I'm just not. I'm just not dealing with you at all. I don't right. think that's smart business. I think it's better to get some money than no money. Yeah, absolutely. D, what's the name of your book again that people can get and, and dive into some of the things I think I'm seeing collect the cash, but talk to us about your book a bit and uh, how we can uh, reach you and find you. Sure thing. So first of all, thanks again. So the book is called Collect the Cash, and, and Collect the Cash basically was birthed out of out of two things. One, I told the story to my, my book coach, and she was like, how much money did you say you collected? And I said, I did $6 million in 60 days while working part-time. And then she was, and I said to her, listen, I collect money for a living. I'm in I'm in accounts receivable. And she says, No, D, you have a system. You have a way in which you and way in which you you interact with business owners on how to collect this money. And we need the we need the process. How did you how did you know to tra- create a tracking system? How did you know to use affirmations as a part of your changing your mindset to help you do this? So she encouraged. We played double dutch. She won, which is why there's a book today. So you can get the book on Amazon, and y'all can get, also get it from me at www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. That's www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. And here's the thing, Raymond. Um, I wrote the book because I don't have kids, and this is my legacy. Mm. And you know, as I'm as I'm as I'm getting older, and as I'm thinking about, you know, you know, one day I'm not going to be here anymore. I have I have made it my point to 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 do as many podcasts as possible, to have this conversation as often as possible, but to also write the book so that when a business owner says, "Man, I've got this invoice," or I don't know. I don't know what to say to the client to, so that I don't mess with the relationship. I actually give you the scripts. I teach you what to say and how to say it. And I basically talk about something called the collection zone. If you're a sports fan, you appreciate this. All of us who like sports, most of us who like sports, there's three things. There's the collection zone. I have what's called pregame, which is the mindset you need to be before you get on the phone and talk to your client. So what do you say to yourself? How do you? How are you going to address these issues? That's kind of pregame. Just like our, our, our the people that you like for sports. They have their headsets on, they're listening to music, affirmations, and they're getting themselves into the zone for the game. So I believe in pregame. Game day is the day you gotta get on the phone and make your phone calls. You know, it's just you got your list of accounts, you've got to get on the phone, you gotta make the calls, and you've gotta you've gotta see yourself winning. 
I, I believe in vision boards. I believe you need to visualize that you're going to collect the cash. And then post game is celebration. Now, I don't have my clapper nearby, but I believe in celebrating. Whether you, I, whether you collect a dollar, 10,000 or more, you got to do that. So it's the collection zone is pregame, game day and post game. But you have to celebrate it. And what the celebration does is it gives you more momentum. It's the, the first time you get your first dollar collected, I, I, I think about it now. The first time I collected money, it did something for me. What it did was it gave me confidence that I could do this again. Number two, it gave me momentum. And then I just found out the ways to do it better. I found out the problem solving, the customer service, the gratitude, and the relationship building. I didn't know that in the beginning. I knew how to dial for dollars. But then I had to figure out, okay, what's going to what's gonna set me apart? Well, these things. So creating a framework to teach business owners this part and then writing the book, Collect the Cash. I love that. So talk to the, the two types of people, three types of people you work with. One, just buy the book, burn it, use it, whatever you want to do with it, buy the book. Uh, well, no, inside the book, then are the systems. So don't burn it. Yeah. Read the book and learn it. Okay. So, but, but talk to the people who use you then, uh, give us a scenario, meaning, yeah, just, just talk to us about the range of ways you can, I think you teach people. I can hire you to be at my desk or remote and get it done or read the book. And I got DIY walk us through the scenarios, you know, make up a few that is that, that how you would work, if that makes sense. Absolutely does. So for example, one of, one of, one of my clients was, was a small, was a small IT company and he had $10,000 and he was like, Dave, I have, I'm, I'm struggling with getting this client to get on the phone and talk to me. So, you know, we actually literally met at Starbucks and he was like, can you help me? I'm like, absolutely. He's like, okay, I just want to, I want to outsource this account to you. I don't want to talk to them anymore. I just want you to do it. So one of the I just want to see money in my bank account. Okay. That's all. <laughs> I just want to see money in my bank account. And he was like, all I want is a report and I just need to know when you get it solved. So that's one. Number two, I teach, I teach small business owners. I've, I've done, I've done several talks for like the professional photographers of America. I did a training for them and I taught them because all of those professional photographers are small business owners. And they were like, D, no one ever talked to us about collecting our money. We, we take pictures, we make videos and they're like, what, how can you teach us? I'm like, I'll teach you your tracking system. And then, so you know how many clients you have and what to do when you, if you get ghosted, I have, a, I teach you what to do so you don't get ghosted. And the third thing is that, there are companies and corporations and government agencies that say, okay, we've got lots of invoices or lots of contracts that need to be closed out. And can you come in and clean up this mess? I can do that as well. But the biggest thing, like I said earlier, is like all of this is to, is to leave a legacy. I believe that, you know, we are all here to make a difference, obviously and make, make, make dollars. But the more important thing is that my, my, my contribution to the business owner is how can I add value with teaching you how to make sure you, you collect the cash. I say it this way, collect the cash. The sale is not complete until the money's in the bank, but you must collect it first. That is powerful. And I think another thing, you have a few more minutes, by the way, D? Let's make sure you have a few. Okay, good. Um, is that, okay, good. Is the aspect of, um, what's going to come to mind is, um, oh, uh, your payment. I don't need direct dollars unless you want to give it, but do you take a percentage? Like if you bring me back $100 million, are you like, no, 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 keep my $10,000 retainer. Don't give me that. Just give me 10% of the $100 million. How do you, how do you work? <laughs> I do, I do, I do two things. It depends. I, I do it on a scale. So for example, okay. I, I, there, for some companies I'll do a flat fee and Got I it. say, this is my fee. And you know, if I collect it, that's fine. And it depends. It depends on the value, the dollar value. If it's higher than say, you know, 5 million, I'd be like, okay, no, we're not doing a flat fee. He's a smart person. She's like, you know what? Hmm. Yeah. Let <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna take ten percent of what I collect for you. So I love yeah, it. I here's love the it. other thing: because when I take when I take the when I get the ten percent of what I collect for you, my objective is not no, it's not just me collecting the money for you. It's for how do I improve your help you mm. improve your process and help you improve your system. Because here's the thing: I can come in and te teach your team how to collect the money. I can come in and do it for you, but as well. But 
if I don't leave you with, I don't leave you any better off than you were before you hired me, then I haven't really done my job. Yes, I can collect your money, but if you don't know what to do, if you don't, if you have no change in thinking about this or process about this, then I haven't really done my job because the, the real objective is, okay, you let this go, understandably, you got busy, you scaled, you grew, got it. But if you don't put, if you don't course correct this, you will end up here again and again and again. My objective is, okay, let's talk about this and let's look at the system. Let's look at the back office, the processes that, that you have in place. What do you need to do to change this? And then, okay, who has, who, who can say, yep, we're going to implement this or no, we're not. And then B, I have to get the buy-in from the team. Because if the team says, uh, you know what, we've always done it this way, I got it. But if you've always done it this way and you want to stay this way, then, then, then you're not going to change. But if you decide, okay, we don't want to end up here again next year, what do we need to change? then that's the working with me, that's getting the book, that's getting the training. And then it's deciding that, okay, this is worth us changing because we want to be successful. You want to be around longer than 90 days or 120 or whatever the, the time, period, time period is. I love it. D. Bowden, Bowden, one more time, tell us how to reach you. The name of your book, feel free to brag a little bit and tell us again how to reach you. <laughs> sure thing. First of all, uh, thank you so much, Ramon. Welcome. Um, Collect the Cash, you can get you get signed copy at www.collectthecash.biz forward slash books. That's www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. It's also available on Amazon. If you get it from me, I love signing my books. I love being able to write you a personal note because here's the thing. When you get a book that's signed, you're not going to toss it. You're like, somebody wrote me a note. You you see right behind me, there's all these books. I have a whole shelf of people who have written books to me, and written, I'm sorry, signed books for me. I save those. I treasure those. That's the first thing. And you ask me how to how to reach me. I'm on LinkedIn for sure. Good. And here's the thing. If you are if you are a business owner right now and you're like, man, I I don't I don't like I don't like doing this stuff. Mm. I just don't. I like the sales part. I like the you know, I like all the cool stuff. I don't like the back office. I don't like the invoicing. I don't want I don't want to do this part. Schedule a call with me. Let's talk about it. Because here's the thing. I want you to win. That's why I'm here. That's the, the my whole purpose of doing this is I want you to win. Because here's the thing. There are small businesses that get started every single day, and a lot of them are going out of business because they don't have systems in place for a lot of things. And, and tracking payments and getting paid is one of those big things that's not talked about because everybody thinks that because you see all the flash and all the all the glitter on social media, that's not always true. There are people that are struggling, but unfortunately, we've seen it. We saw, unfortunately, you don't know the struggle until you see the Charm and Charlies and the Payless Shoes mm -hmm. and the Kmart's, and we just saw right. other 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 businesses that were small that grew big. But I promise you that they were there were payments that were probably sitting on the books that were never collected, but it, it got so big and the mess got to be so bad. Unfortunately, they they made a, they made an executive decision to close the company. But here's the thing: my because I went worked for a company that went out of business. I know that if you don't take care of this part of business, they can impact you. And like I said before, um, watching during COVID, I you know I said I happen to like theater. So when Broadway shut down, Broadway is obviously a multi-million dollar business, but all those theater houses are also small businesses that had contracts with vendors. Those vendors were planning on all the sales for all the shows to sell their things, and that's money they never got. So when I saw that, I said, okay, I have to find a way to have this conversation to make a difference, make a dollar, talk about the book, but most importantly, you know, hopefully what I can do is leave tools and information and a process in place that, that business owners going forward if they're saying, I, I don't like doing this, I can't do this, now they'll remember my name. More importantly, they'll go devote and collect the cash. He's got a book. The, the process is in the book. Let me get the book so I can save my company and continue to be successful. I love it, D. 
You explain it so well. D. Bowden, collect the cash. If your business is hurting, you know who to see or read the book. I'm Ramon Ray with The Rundown with Ramon. And this is brought to you by Celebrity CEO. Download your free personal branding blueprint at Celebrity CEO. And before you do that, get Collect the Cash from D. Bowden. And again, my name is Ramon Ray with The Rundown uh, with Ramon. You can get to know me better at RamonRay.com. D, thank you so much.